1: No one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special bonus episode of Citizen Dame. I am Karen Peterson, and I am joined, as always, by Lauren Humphreys Brooks. Hello. And this episode is all about... The other movie that won our genre poll because we had a tie in the craziest <laughs> poll we've ever done. <laughs> like, no matter what we did to try to force a break in the tie, it just kept insisting on being a tie. So yeah, it was we did pretty cool. Break, actually, <laughs> already, and now it was fun. Yeah, it was fun to see that happen. It was just like, man, you guys really just want us to talk about both, so that's what we're doing. So. We already did Bride of Frankenstein, and now we're doing The Matrix. Whee! So, So, um, for those of you who've been living under a rock for the past, you know, 22 years, <laughs> um, The Matrix is a film by Lana and Lily Wachowski. They were known as the Wachowskis at the time, and now they are separate people. <laughs> they each have their own identity. <laughs> And um, yeah, it uh, stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie-Anne Moss, Hugo Weaving, Joe Pantoliano, a few other people. And um, it was one of the highest grossing films of 1999. It did win four Academy Awards. Fun fact, this is the only film that was directed by women or a woman. To win the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's one of those where you kind of have to put an asterisk because nobody knew that they were women at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. So would the film have been as well received if everyone knew? Maybe. Maybe not. I hope that they would. That it would have. But. Uh. Anyway. But yeah, that's a a little fun fact for you. So. Uh yeah, let's start off with um, Lauren. What are your initial or what are your thoughts about the Matrix overall? Your just general thoughts, especially with a rewatching.
1: Well, it you know it was interesting when we decided to do this because um, I think that we we'd initially suggested it because the new, um, the new one is going to be coming out, you know, soon. The, the trailer had been released and everything. And suddenly it was like, oh yeah, those movies that were like major, you know, this major cultural touch point of the late nineties and the early aughts and, um, and is, you know, and especially the first Matrix film is so influential. Um, and i realized i was like i do not remember the last time i watched this movie <laughs> in fact i was quite surprised when i turned it on i was like it's over two hours it's two hours it's a two hour and 15 minute film um yeah which really surprised me because i had remembered it being a lot shorter than that and i think that there's a reason for that honestly because one of the things that struck me again uh, about watching as i was re-watching this film is how is how well paced it is it's it's very tight it moves along at a really good clip you know one of the things i i liked about it um in re-watching it was the fact that there's a lot of exposition right because you basically have to you have to have the matrix explained to you because the the you know a good portion of the film is setting up okay here's the situation right (laughs) it's getting um thomas anderson or neo out of the matrix getting him unplugged and kind of explaining what all of that means and what is actually involved what the matrix is all of that stuff so there's a lot of exposition um in particularly in about the first half of the film and what's remarkable about that is that it moves so quickly and is so entertaining because when films do that kind of long exposition where we've got to set up the world that it can be really dragging it can be really boring and and sometimes really confusing because you're having to assimilate all of this information that um that you know the filmmakers know but you don't as the viewer and the the wachowskis really made it entertaining like they did they had enough action they had enough energy that good enough actors you know everything to keep everything moving and to make it really entertaining and really exciting while they're basically explaining to you you know here is the entire setup of the world <laughs> um so yeah rewatching it i i think it's still such a strong piece of entertainment period it's it's so well made um, and and remarkably resilient for a film that was made in 1999 and that is so dependent on late 90s, early aughts kind of imagery and technology.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, uh, my first experience with The Matrix was kind of weird because, well, I guess everyone's really was because it's a weird movie. It's awesome, but it's weird. <laughs> um, but I was uh, in... From, like, the first half of 1998 through toward the end of 1999, I was off doing missionary work for my church. And so I did not see movies or TV for about a year and a half. And so there's, I mean, I've made up for that there's definitely a lot of things i've caught up with but there was just this like dead period in my life of just stuff i hadn't seen and i was basically just living under a rock and um the matrix was one of the first ones that i saw when i got home and uh my mom and a friend of hers (laughs) they they were like having a movie night they were like oh you gotta watch this movie it's great my mom (laughs) was the one who got me into the matrix <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny and i just remember sitting there watching it and without with having had very very little um exposure to any sort of media for a year and a half this was one of the first movies i watched and i <laughs> just was like i don't i don't understand what's happening I can't follow this story, but I'm loving every minute of what I'm watching because it's just visually such a treat, you know. Yeah, even if you separate the story out of it and and the characters, it's just so cool to look at and and just so fun to watch. Like just in that opening scene where you have Carrie Ann Moss as Trinity, seemingly cornered by the cops in this like vacant hotel and just the 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 visual not just the visual effects which are amazing but just like the way that the camera works and the way that things move down and the way the time is played with and stuff it's just it's just cool right from the start and um yeah so so I loved it I didn't understand it but I loved it and I just I just you know I've revisited it many many times over the years, and it really is one that I think in so many ways is still really relevant today and interesting today. And it also just created kind of its own pocket of of pop culture where a lot of things that we talk about, you know, like just, just words that we use and stuff come straight out of this movie and a lot of, of some of the visual references and things have been duplicated many many times in in films now so that in some ways watching it it feels a little bit um overplayed but that's only because so many people have copied it
1: well yeah i mean that the bullet action scene i yeah. think is the big one you know where, where neo is learns to dodge bullets literally mm-hmm. and you've got and that camera does the brilliant sort of uh, it's like 180 or 360 and you just see the bullets coming at him and him literally evading them and everything. It's so, one of the things that I like about it is that even where some, you know, the whole idea about bending the matrix and being able to kind of reshape it and work with it is it's so based in video games and particularly in video games from the the, uh, late nineties. But I like the fact that because you have that kind of aesthetic, around it um some of the the slight you know some of the blips some of the slight hokiness that comes up in some of the um the the tech that they use actually makes sense because you're just like well yeah it's a video game they're they're learning sure. how to break the the behavior of the game right that's essentially what the matrix is it's a virtual reality mm-hmm. um and and i i think because of that it sort of allows the film a, a great deal of flexibility and it makes it, it, it stops it from being dated in a way that it might otherwise be dated because even though you've got, you know these kind of late nineties cyberpunk styles and um, and the music and like, you know, everything you still you still have this uh, structure around it that is like, well, this is a game, right? So there are certain rules that the game follows and there's certain ways that the players can break it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny because um... Disneyland we used to <laughs> we used to make fun of Tomorrowland because it was it was a Tomorrowland that was designed in the 50s. Yeah. And so everything was super dated. So we used to call it the Tomorrowland of yesterday. <laughs> and <laughs> in some ways, I think that applies to the Matrix. But there's also this, like, timeless nature to it as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, even though a lot of it is very, like, oh, yeah, those clothes are 90s. The music sounds just straight out of the 90s. But there's so much about it that just still... Um, is is timeless and will never go out of style
1: yeah it, it's it's and like you say it's very cool like even like the way that everyone dresses the long um black coats and the sunglasses mm-hmm. and like everything it's very like these are cool people these are like you know these are awesome people and it, i i also enjoy the fact because they're a bunch of nerds i mean when mm-hmm. you really come down to it they're all computer programmers and hackers yep. um uh they just say oh you nerds look so awesome <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and i mean like trinity man she's yeah. just the best like everyone oh neo, neo neo no trinity's the badass she's the real hero of that movie
1: <laughs> and i must say that i think that neo would be the first one to say that it's just like who's who's more awesome you or trinity oh Trinity's definitely more awesome
0: <laughs> oh yeah for sure and that's part of why he's such a great character and why keanu reeves is so perfect for him because he recognizes that, like, he knows he's kind of a doofus. <laughs> yeah, Until and, he becomes cool, too.
1: And, well, and he also becomes cool, but I like, you know, he is, at least for the first half of the film, basically the audience surrogate, right? He's kind of, yeah. we're going on the journey with him. And, you know, going down the rabbit hole, all of those, all of those many, many references.
0: Well, yeah, uh, and that's what's really so smart about the way it's written, is because... Like one of the things that just drives me crazy, I'm sure it drives most people crazy in movies is when they have all this exposition they need to communicate to us who are watching it, but then you end up with characters who already know being told stuff just for our sake and it's so annoying. It's like no, there's better ways to do that. And what's great is they're able to to figure out how to how to do that. for us through neo because it makes perfect sense why neo needs to have all this stuff explained to him he doesn't have a way of already knowing it
1: yeah and and he reacts i think to the to the new parts of information and the new experiences that he's getting in a very natural way right you know so he gets so it all starts with him getting this message to follow the white rabbit yeah um and 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 one of the things i like and that the film does make a lot of and that a lot of the philosophy behind the film is 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 so much of it is about choice right he has to make the choice to follow the white rabbit he has to make the choice to um to take you know which pill to take he all along the way he's sort of given an out Mm -hmm. and said you don't have to become a part of this but if you keep following me gonna learn the truth and it's that constant kind of push towards the revelation of whatever the truth is what is the matrix what is his place within it etc and but i like the fact that you know his reactions are very natural it's like he sees the white he sees the tattoo of the rabbit and is like okay this is okay this is weird um you know my computer told me to follow the white rabbit and and now you know what i'm going to because there's a curiosity there and i'm like okay i want to see where this goes and and at each step of the way it's kind of like he's constantly being given that that option to not follow through but his curiosity keeps on driving him and his desire for the truth drives him
0: yeah yeah well and he he wants to know the truth but he also feels that call to like be part of something bigger yeah wait Which... well sorry 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 no, I, w- well, I was gonna say it's, it's like what
1: Morpheus at one point says to him is that, you know, you you've felt your entire life that something isn't right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there there's to like, it's like a splinter in your mind that there's something wrong with the world around you that you and your place in it and you don't know what it is and that's uh, and i i that's it's good character exposition you know just beyond the the philosophical nature of it it's good character exposition because it's saying that morpheus understands something about neo and that what neo has experienced in his life and this kind of following through on this degree of curiosity this desire to find out more and and to to understand why he doesn't feel right in the world that he
0: lives in mm-hmm Yeah, exactly. So um, one of the things that definitely, well, you mentioned philosophy Mm. uh, just briefly. So let's talk about the matrix as a philosophical discussion, like as a philosophical um, point of view, I guess. Um, All right. (laughs) Let's talk about the philosophy of the Matrix.
1: (laughs) Well, there are whole fucking books that were written on this when this film came out. I remember them just being like, wow, you guys took this really seriously.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, like like I was mentioning, there's a lot of just pop culture influences that we can trace back to this. For example... If you had the chance to know everything or to blissfully know nothing, which pillow would you take? Which choice? Would you take? <laughs> I well, sorry, what? No, I was the same, I'm asking you for real. Oh, you're asking me. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Well, uh, but I think that that's the conundrum at the center of it, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. when when we get to that scene with um, what's his name? Cipher, I think his yeah. name is. Uh, and you're supposed to to you know you're you don't like him he's the be- he's the villain to a certain degree yeah you, well, you don't he's... know that yet
0: when you first but he,
1: he's but but when you get to the scene with him and agent Smith in the restaurant right yeah yeah, yeah. um and he's talking about how um you know he wants to go back he wants to forget everything he wants to it it doesn't matter ignorance is bliss right
0: mm-hmm. all um, there are zeros and ones and, yeah
1: yeah exactly so and so he wants to go back to that ignorance right um of not knowing of being able to eat a steak and enjoy the steak even though the steak is not real right what does it really matter um and i i do think that the film intends for you to view him as like you know he's going to betray them but on the other hand it's like he's got he doesn't have a point but he does have a point yeah where it is like that desire of like yeah on the one hand you want the truth right you want to see the world as it is on the other hand there's a certain there's there's a certain argument for the ignorance of it right that if and and i think that the film plays that up you know the next scene you get um them eating the the tasty wheat or whatever it is the um the goop that they eat and it's like okay there's no pleasure in this they, they're they're eating because it has the vitamins and minerals and etc necessary to survive but there's not any pleasure inherent in that it's simply consuming something in order to live whereas the steak even though it's not even real is something that is actually pleasurable and so there's there is an argument to me it's just like yeah that one's more attractive definitely Mm-hmm. um but it's not true so yeah. at that point it's like okay so what is better a kind of comfortable lie um or a very uncomfortable truth yeah and i don't know what do you think karen
0: you've been listening to a special bonus episode on the matrix to hear the rest visit patreon.com slash citizen dame and subscribe